Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding joy in the journey of life. Today we have a guest, a returning guest, a a professor, uh, Julie. Ooh, Julie Smith is with us. Really excited to have her back. Uh, she was on uh, earlier episode before she launched her first ever gamified uh, gamified college course and we're here to sort of talk and break through break down that experience and kind of all the things that have sort of come from that experience and and now julie smith is like on the other side of it she's done it she's done it for a whole semester there and she can talk about it so without further ado uh julie if you want to introduce yourself give everybody a little background of you uh sure i'm i'm julie smith i teach in the school of communications at webster university in st louis i've been there about 15 years, but the first several years I was adjunct, which meant my office was the back seat, back seat of the car. Um, now I'm full-time, which means I go to meetings. All the time. Which is super fun. Yeah, super fun. Uh, my field is media literacy. I've been super excited about media literacy for about 20 years, and that's my favorite class to teach. So I teach media literacy, digital media and culture, intro to mass media, um, religion media, anything that's media related, I get to teach. And I also really love going around to K-12 schools, helping them figure out how to implement media literacy into what they're already teaching. So that's nice. Me. I'll have great synopsis. She is a fantastic <laughs> uh, presenter too. If you get a chance to see her live in person, your students are pretty lucky. Uh, you always have that energy about you, that that sort of excitement. It's and all I, the Diet Coke. It's all the Diet Coke, Michael. Fair enough. Pure Diet Coke that you run on, that's fine. But uh, I am sure that brought the energy levels up in the jungle media class that you yes, sort of created. Yes, it did. So I was teaching, you know, the basic intro survey class, right? The big class in the auditorium. And I had been teaching this, I think the official name of it is something like uh, Mass Media and Society or something. And I've been teaching it for years and years, and I was getting kind of bored with it. I flipped my classroom, I don't know, um, maybe two or three years ago, have all my lectures on YouTube, which meant that a lot of the international students then, you know, could rewatch the sure. rewatch lectures because sometimes I talk kind of fast. Uh, they all can, the Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they can um, watch at their leisure, and then that gives us more time in class to actually do things, right? Well... You have kind of, you planted the gamification seed a couple of years ago, but I was always kind of afraid to pull the trigger because I just wasn't sure how to do it. And so I had a breakthrough this summer at um, Summer Spark yeah. where um, when you said really just start with a theme and that's where I came up with the jungle theme that I would call it escape the media jungle. And I would put the, the class in tribes and then they would have tribal challenges for the, you know, the ultimate prize at the end of the semester. And I had a really fun time putting it together because I have no shame when it comes to classroom engagement, right? So I went to the party store and I bought um, all sorts of jungle posters and jungle vinyl clings and little palm um, trees for the tables, little, little palm trees. In fact, the traveling trophy that the tribes shared was a little palm tree that I actually kept in my office because they were afraid they were going to lose it. Um, I was playing, of course, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, right? Um, all my slides. I love it. Jungle theme. Yeah. So I went all in and I had the very first day of class, I explained, you know, like we're, we're doing this experiment together. We're going to see how it goes. I've never done this before, but I'm ready to try something new. How about you guys? And they're like, sure. So it was a noon class. So they were all kind of awake 
right? It might be different uh, this coming semester. My class is at 8.30, so we'll see if that makes a difference. But I was a little worried about the buy-in, and they went all in. So that first day, um, we just drew numbers out of a hat. And I wasn't sure if there was a better way to to divide them into tribes. I, I It was the only way I could think of, and we had to do it on the first day, right? So mm-hmm. uh, split, they split into six tribes, and that, that first day their job was to name their tribe, come up with a tribe motto and a secret handshake, which they did. And then we just started with the challenges. And it wasn't, you know... I was calling them tribal challenges, but what they were, were just the same classroom activities we were always doing in previous semesters, Yep. but we just made it competitive. And I got to tell you, Michael, there was smack talking. Like there were tribes who would smack talk each other. Uh, one tribe had a theme song that they played every time it came in the room. Um, <laughs> it was amazing to sit back and watch them take this on. And a lot of it's anecdotal. You know, there's one student who came up afterwards and said, well, I wish this was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Cause it's just, I'd only teach on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, so that's high praise. You know, when a college student says, I wish we, we met, we had class more often. Yes. Yes. Like I would have never said that when I was, when I was in school. Some of the so, things that you've sort of said already that I just want to like highlight is one, I love that you know, you said going in, you were worried about their buy-in. And I mean, I, I get that time and time again from when I go present, people will say like, well, that, that would work for you in middle school. And I try to tell them like, no, I have helped like AP biology teachers do it. I've helped college (laughs) professors do it. I've helped kindergarten classes do it. Like it's it's not a, like it works because you're middle school. It works because it's, it's humanistic. It's playing to a lot of our emotions and passions and excitement and engagement. I ended up stop taking attendance about two thirds of the way into the semester because I didn't have to. They all showed up and they didn't show up necessarily because they loved the content. They, they showed up out of loyalty to their tribe. Well, I was going to say, that's the next thing I want to say. Like, I love these sort of stories of, you know, like smack talking, like, yes, that might not be totally appropriate for younger grades, but you, you teach college kids. But the the fact of the matter, you talk about buy-in, you have college kids that care about a team in a class, right? We're not, we're not talking about their basketball team. We're not talking about their football team. We're talking about their media jungle team. Their tribe. And um, they were very, well, it was very interesting because of course these tribes were random. So you ended up with students who would have never, ever sat by each other otherwise, mm-hmm. right? So there was an interesting mix. Now, there was one student who told me at the end of class, because, of course, I did a special survey, not just the regular course evaluation, but I did a special survey just about the gamification because I wanted I wanted honest feedback on what they thought of it. Sure. And um, one of the students said that the only thing they did not like was that they didn't get to know anyone in class besides their tribe. Wow. And... And I thought, okay, well, then maybe this semester at spring break, we mix the tribes. You know, like maybe sure. maybe we stir it up a little bit. Um, so a lot of the quote-unquote tribal challenges, like I said, were just classroom activities that we had done in the past. Um, I did a couple quizzes. I did a couple cahoots. Otherwise, they were mainly like media-related activities. But I, wanna, and, but, but I just want to say to like everyone that's listening, like, 
that is so okay. Like it's not like I just want to make sure everyone because sometimes they they think that like people that gamify all year round or whatever are doing these like amazing activities day in day out. A lot of my, yeah. a lot of my gamify class still ten years into gamifying is you know like take the normal activity but you just sort of wrap it in your theme you call it that tribal challenge it's the oh i'm having a big boss battle today you know what a boss battle is it is just me asking them a million questions in class like that's a boss battle like i've done before game of fine all you do is change the name of something and it changes the meaning right yeah well and then you so, put them on that meaningful team like things matter now and something else that i enjoyed um because this is a survey class, right? So we spend one day on television, one day on movies, one day on advertising, one day on public relations, one day on the internet, you know, and we really have to go through everything quickly. So on the day that we had the advertising challenge, or the tribal challenge on advertising day, I gave each tribe a plain bottled water with no label and gave them a demographic group that they had to market oh, that's their, awesome. their water bottle to a very specific demographic group. And I had one of the advertising professors come and serve as a celebrity judge. And then on public relations day, we talked about crisis PR and each tribe had a crisis situation that they had to deal with from a PR perspective. And one of the PR professors came and served as a celebrity judge. And so that was fun. I think that just added kind of an extra layer. Sure. That's to awesome. To have a professor come and, and a professor who didn't know the kids in the class who was really objective about judging. Um, and, you know, we made a big deal about the, the celebrity judge taking over the, the traveling trophy, which is the palm tree to the tribe. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of rejoicing. Um, one thing I really enjoyed about quiz is, is that, uh, you know, if I'm sure you're familiar with it, but it's mm -hmm. the lead can change four or five times at the very, very end. Yeah. Because everyone's working at their own pace. There was screaming. There was screaming and gasping as the leads changed back and forth. And I thought, my God, these are these are 20-year-olds excited about a television quiz. history. Like and it a, just and a quiz. I mean, ultimately it is a quiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um this particular class, I, I only give four exams through the semester and, and I changed them. I called them quests. And so it was kind of funny on the first, because I'm using the exact same content and the exact same exams as I had in previous semesters, right? So I just print up exam one, right? And print up 60 more copies and give it, well, one of the students had actually crossed out at the top where it said exam one, had crossed it out and put quest one. I love I'm it. Like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Like my bad, I should have changed it. But they were on top of it more than I was. In fact, um, and you might want to show this photo later, but I got a text from a student who um, had a question about something that he, he introduced himself in the text. This is Drew from Jungle Class. And he didn't say, this is Drew from Mass Media and Society. Or he didn't say, this is Drew from your Monday, Wednesday, noon class. It was Drew from the jungle. That's and right. That, they're, they're in it. They're in the jungle. They were in it. it they were in it. So... I had kind of the running total outside my office. I had the, the two big palm tree posters and then each tribe had a crest. And then as they won the tribal challenges, then they would get a special badge on the, on the crest. So usually um, after, after an exam, whichever tribe got the highest score average on an, on a quest, excuse me, on a quest, um, 
I would take a picture of the badge and send it out via remind, just saying, which tribe do you think won this badge? And I would get these responses. Well, it better not be so-and-so. Hope it's not so-and-so. Hope it's us. Like there was smack talk going on in the remind chat. Well, and and the fact that like literally you're getting college students because they didn't have to write back at all. This wasn't like a coursework. No. It wasn't. It wasn't like comment on my forum post. It you're sending something out, and there could have just been one or two students that said something instead. Like again, on their free time outside, they're like, "Ooh, something's happening in the jungle. Let me let me talk my smack in there. Oh, somebody, else. I gotta say something. I want to say something. I want to get in." So. Yeah, some of the, oh, so anyway, I have all this outside my office, right? And a couple of the professors would come by and just kind of stand there and look like, what is this? And then I would explain. And my department head actually said, there is learning going on, right? Right? And I said, yes, yes. And so because... Because the norm at the university is to stand and lecture, yep. anything beyond that is scary and weird. And I think, uh, and in fact, I even offered to do a little talk for our department um, to the dean. And he's like, oh, yeah, have a brown bag lunch. Well, nobody goes to those. You know, like, I think that if he really understood what was happening, he'd be more interested in everyone else learning about it. So in the survey that I handed out at the end of the semester, it was one of those, and I know they have a special name, but I don't know what they are. It's like strongly agree, strongly disagree. And several of them wrote comments. I know this is one class I never missed. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one student who thought the whole thing was silly. Um, And I probably could have guessed which one that was just by his Mm -hmm. demeanor in the class and stuff. But one, I can, I can live with that. Well, like the, I've said it before on the show and I'll, I'll keep saying it till I'm blue in the face. Like that's going to happen no matter what pedagogy you choose to employ. Right. And I really want to sort of question like when, when do we question the traditional, like when, when do we hold that up against the light? Like, you know, cause sometimes I've talked to some people like you and they're like, mm, I got in trouble because not everyone liked it. Cause I had the one survey and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we like survey the standard course, like, I mean, data on top of data on top of data shows like 25, 30% disengaged, 40% disengaged, like one, and one, one. You know what's interesting too, Michael, is that you use the word standard. I'm using the exact same video lectures, the exact same material, the exact same exams as last semester. And, so and class the, activities. I mean, like for the most part, your travel challenges were just rethemed. I've just called them something else. So the content, the class itself is identical to what it was last semester. It's just packaged differently now. Yep. And that's what I am struggling with trying to explain to my colleagues. Um, it's not a cop out. It's not a dumbing down. It's the exact same material. So today, just for fun, I got on Canvas and I downloaded um, all the exam grades from spring semester 2018 and fall semester 2018. It's the exact same class. 
exact same material, exact same exam. Just one gamified, one not. Right. And uh, for exam one, the gamified class, the the class average was eight points higher. Exam two, 14 points higher. Exam three, nine points higher. Exam four, eight points higher. So the the average grades uh, for the semester were 10 points. The The average was 10 points higher this fall semester than it was last spring. That's a, exact same. That's a full now, letter grade. I mean, if you're using that's traditional. That's a full letter grade. Right. So now there are some variables. Um, last semester I was teaching at 830 in the morning. This semester it was noon, right? So there could be that. Um, I'm in a different building. So the the physical space is different. Uh, I don't know what, what role, if any, that might play. Uh, it might just be a different group of students who are more motivated and, and more into it. So that there are a lot of variables, but 10 points. 10 points. That's, that's, un- un- that's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's... Yeah. So I'm curious now, because I'm teaching the same class. I start again on January 14th. Um, I'm curious to see if those numbers stay up. And, and we shall see. I'll say in my experience, because I did that as well the first time, like the first two years-ish, I tried to like keep my exam scores and keep my tests the same. I teach world history, so like nothing changes in world history. Right. So, uh, and what I saw very similar to you, it, it, it continued to stay higher than the average was before. What I think is a good cautionary tale for all of us, whether you're talking about gamifying or anything else is it really comes down to how engaged you are as well. Cause when you come and you're excited, I think that that really lights kind of a, the excitement in the students and it gives them permission to, to, to be part of the jungle, right? Like if you're kind of up right. there loving it, then they're like, all right, it's not totally nerdy. It's not totally wrong to do this and they'll do well, it. At least when I'm in the room, they know that they will never be the nerdiest person there. It will always be, it'll always be me. And that gives them some freedom. You know, they can they can be goofy and excited about their team and do and do tribal chants. Uh, they will never be as nerdy or as excited about it as I am. And I think that kind of loosens them up a bit, you know? I love it. I love it. And, but like when you give them that sort of free pass, it it, it really does welcome them. When you're, when you're in yeah. it, they're going to be in it. So sometimes I think like maybe traditional education, maybe it's not the worst thing ever. It's just the fact that like you've done it year after year after year. So your heart's not really into it. And then you're, you're kind of like selling it to somebody that feels that your heart's not into it. Well, they can tell, they can smell it. That's don't right. You think? Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Also, and this is going to sound really selfish. And I think I probably mentioned this when we spoke in August, I didn't do this for them. I did it for me. Yep. I was bored. Well, you started this on the podcast. You said, you know, you had taught yeah. it for 15 years or something and you're, you were ready to try it a different way. Uh, and there is, there is material that gets updated, of course, because, you know, it's a media course. So obviously there's a lot of stuff that always changes. Uh, it's not like world history, right? It, no. There's always media stories to include. But the the overall content has had been the same forever. And I, I, I did it for my own benefit just to, to keep myself in the game and fresh. And now it's got me hungry. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to gamify another class of mine this coming semester. It's a different course that I don't typically do class activities in. So 
uh, a lot of class discussions. So I'm kind of working in my head ways. Um, this one is going to be Game of Thrones based. It's Great of Thrones is what it's called. And the, instead of tribes, we're going to have houses where they uh, create their own banners and the banners will take turns sitting in the in the throne, the big throne, um, depending on how they're doing. But I'm trying to figure out um, how to measure class discussions. Sure. You know, how do you how do you do that? Uh, also, one of the questions that I asked at the end of the semester was, um, was randomly the best way to organize the tribes. And it, I didn't ask that question correctly because I should have maybe asked for other suggestions, but really I think random is the only way to do it. That's the um, way I start my year. Beginning First thing, it's uh, I use a deck of cards. I have four tables and I put like five of each suit in each one and you draw a heart like that goes to that table, spade over there. Um, and actually I, I have four groupings throughout the year and kind of without fault every year I've done it, the random grouping is my best grouping. And I think it's because the students, as you said, they can smell it when like the teachers do something. They, they know on this one, there was no, well, these two should work together. These two shouldn't work right. together. Like, like, it's just like, I had nothing to do with this. We just drew cards. Well, and so, you know, I don't really get to know my students very well. I only see them twice a week. Mm -hmm. I don't see them every day. I see them twice a week and it's a huge room and the classes are pretty big and I have them for 70 minutes. So uh, random is my only way to do it. And I think about too, like if they're really introverted students in the classroom, um, they need me to do that for them because they're, they're not going to, um, you know, willingly chime in and, and glom onto a tribe. So they're, they're counting on counting on me to do that for them. So I'm excited. That's Monday. Monday, we will be divided into houses and tribes, and it all starts again. So I'm, I'm excited. So I'm pumped that your new class, your new theme, actually falls the, follows the same, um, what do I want to say? Kind, like, of format. kind of format. For, format. It's the same, it's the same theme. It's... Um, we, we chose the same muse. I used uh, Game of Thrones as my muse for Realm of Nobles because uh, I only had three days before the semester started. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like King's Dead, the four houses will be vying for like the, the empty throne. Um, it, it worked for me. Uh, so I hope it works oh, really well for you. It's, it's a fun theme to play around in. There's lots of things you can do. Well, I'll be hoping to steal ideas from you. I'm not really very familiar with the show, but I know most of my students watch it, and I think it'd be uh, ripe for good pop culture references. So. I don't necessarily include the pop culture references, but I teach <laughs> I teach 11-year-olds, so I don't know. I, I, I do have a little bit of freedom in that department than you do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I mean, I really love your, your story here, Julie. I love... That, you know, you took this risk uh, about five months ago, you know, laying it all out. You and I had talked, you know, like you said, a few years before that. And, like, you decided to kind of go all in on it. And I, I just love your enthusiasm. I love what's happened for you. And I I know, too, that you've gone, like, even further down the gamification road because you're, if, if you don't mind me sharing, you're going to go speak on this sort of particular topic. Yeah, so apparently yeah i'm gonna like kind of ride your coattails and help share this message 
at a higher ed conference um, in Spain in March. They uh, were interested in new, um, you know, new techniques. And I wrote an abstract about how, um, you know, the basic research about gamification and how how I was using it and um, they accepted it. So it looks like I'll be um, That's so going awesome. there to see professors from um, 80 countries. So hopefully somebody will come to my session <laughs> so I can sell them on the idea. Just, and really there's nothing to lose. There I think isn't. that's what I was so worried about. Like what's the worst that could happen? I go back to the class I was teaching before, which wasn't bad. Sure. It's just so much fun for me now to see them running into class. They, wow. they run in. It's it's so bizarre. I so am... what's be very interesting, I think, Michael, is to compare this past fall semester jungle experience with the upcoming spring semester because it is at 8.30 in the morning and it's a smaller class. So we'll see what the chemistry is like there. And and as you know, every class has a different chemistry. That's true. I think maybe really got lucky this semester. That's possible too. Uh, well, I think that your students got lucky having you bring this new experience uh, to them. Uh, they did. They nice. did. So, uh, well, we are at the time where we need to have a little reflection time. You ready for your okay. quote? Okay. Here we go. This one's right. by Richard Wilkins. It is, okay. miracles start to happen when you give as much energy to your dreams as you do your fears. Ooh, that's a good one. Hey, thanks. That's a good one. I just found it. I didn't write it. <laughs> well, and you know what? It kind of speaks to what we were just talking about. Like, what what are we afraid of? Of you trying new it. things in the Like I have no shame. Uh, and I and I'm and I realize that I'm lucky in, in the higher end environment. You know, we don't get observed. Nobody really knows or cares what we do. We're just kind of winging it. Um, so I can afford to not be scared, which is really nice. And you know, what do you have to lose? The, yeah. And the kids are forgetting. I think that really they were just excited to see somebody trying anything different other than the lecture. No, no so I, I, uh, I applied, uh, energy to my, um, my jungle and I was rewarded a hundred times over. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, I guess that's the note I'd want to go out on, right? It's, it's kind of, Field of Dreams esque, you know. But if you give yourself that energy and that time to to create the thing that you're dreaming about, as opposed to the all the energy we waste on our fears, by and large, yeah. you'll be you'll be able to create something amazing. And then there will just be and, this like positive cycle, right? And then you're like you'll you'll want to go on and write an abstract, and then boom, you end up in Spain. I know. I'm, I mean, <laughs> we did not see that I, coming five I, months I, ago. I think you should come along. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. That would be real nice. Yeah. So that would... I just think it's great. I hope that people out there listen to sort of that quote and think about it themselves. Like we put so much energy in our fears. And like if we just embrace kind of those dreams and put energy towards that, those things can happen. And those that can happen for our students. That can happen for our classrooms. Uh, and as you yeah, said. And that, that enthusiasm is contagious. It's it, contagious. It so is. And I also was going to say, like you said, we, uh, as teachers, we then all of a sudden get more excited, more enthusiastic. And that really just yeah. changes the whole whole class atmosphere. I love it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're very lucky to have the jobs we do. We are. I 
very fortunate every day I think about that. So thank you, Julie, again for joining us and sort of filling us in on where you're at and where you're headed. I feel like all well, this means you. it. All this means is we're going to have to have another episode, I think, once you have Great of Thrones done. <laughs> yeah, half, halfway through next semester to see how things are going. But I I can't give you enough credit, Michael, for um, just planting the seeds a couple of years ago and having them percolate for a while and really all of your support and ideas um, as I attempted to, to do this. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. I, I couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you. No problem. I took the took the step. I love it. Everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. It's truly an honor having you every week uh, on the Well Played podcast, being part of it, and I just love it. So stay tuned till next week, and we'll see you then.